Welcome to season two of Women, Wealth, and Entrepreneurship Podcast. I am Arielle Shaw, founder and president of Southern Crescent Women in Business, where here we want to increase your bottom line and create generational wealth that lasts way beyond you. It is 2022 and it's the year of action. We cannot have done this without our amazing sponsors. We are sponsored this year by the Alzheimer's Services Center of Morrow, Georgia. Visit them at asc-ga.org. Visit Extreme Fun on Wheels for all of your kids' party needs. Visit them at extreme, with an E, funonwheels.com. We could not have done this without Sherry DeVos Denard of State Farm Insurance. Visit her at sddinsurance.com. And let's not forget Tyronica Carter of Radiant Styles at Radiant Styles Jewelry, the number two, dot com. Visit Kim Mays of State Farm at CoveredByKim.com. And Page Testing Solutions at PageTestSolutions.com. We are in Season 3 of Women, Wealth, and Entrepreneurship. I am your host, Arielle Shaw. Hi, and welcome to another episode of Women, Wealth, and Entrepreneurship. I am Arielle Shaw, founder and president of Southern Crescent Women in Business, and we have the distinct pleasure of having Tyronica Carter on the line with us today. Hi, Tyronica. Hi, Ariel. How are you? Great. So Tyronica Carter, I'm actually allow her to introduce herself because I want to make sure that we are bringing out the brand and how she wants to be represented. But Tyronica, tell us who you are. Thank you so much. My name is Tyronica Carter. I am a former educator turned entrepreneur. Um, It's been an amazing journey along these past seven years of exploring entrepreneurship. Um, I've had the distinct pleasure of leading a team of over 130,000 men and women over these past seven years, which has, you know, enlarged my territory of just learning and growing and figuring it all out. And along the journey, you know, I've had the honor of becoming a published author, um, being recognized by the company as a multi six figure, now seven figure earner as well, and just growing and teaching people how to become, you know, who they are as a person. And so, you know, also I'm beginning to branch out and brand myself and just explore other options when it comes to entrepreneurship, because it's such a wide range and opportunity to do so. Absolutely. So tell the audience exactly what do you do? So I am the CEO and owner of Radiant Styles Jewelry, which is in partnership with a direct sales company, and I sell jewelry. Not only that, I also have the opportunity to allow other people to join me on this journey and, um, you know, become partners with me in the fashion world. And as a result of that, I'm able to, um, you know, help other people reach their dreams and become six and seven figure earners as well through the partnership of selling jewelry. So I am a jewelry stylist, you know, (laughs) uh, you know, someone who sells jewelry. So I absolutely love it. 
Wow. Well, t- tell us this. So you, your background, um, y- you know, you came from education. Can you tell a little bit about education and how you were able to transition into full entrepreneurship? Absolutely. Um, you know, I taught for 15 years and Teaching is something I always wanted to do. You know, in the traditional world, you're always taught to, you know, go to school, become a teacher, doctor, lawyer, those traditional type jobs. And even though I absolutely love teaching, I taught lower grades, elementary, it just at some point felt like there was something bigger out there. Um, It just felt like that at some point, the four walls kind of started closing in. And as most teachers, you know, you won't find too many teachers that do not have some type of um, another passive type income coming in. And so I began to explore those options simply because, you know, we needed some more income coming into our home. You know, we were comfortable, but we wanted more for ourselves. And it just wasn't going to happen on an education salary. And so, you know, I started some um, other ventures on my own until I found the one that worked for me and um, it stuck and it grew and it's, it's something that I knew that it was time for me to move on. And I honestly feel like education, um, being a teacher prepared me. I always say it was the foundation for where I am today, especially because I have the opportunity now to not to, I'm still an educator. My classroom just looks different. And so I now um, educate others on financial freedom and entrepreneurship and so forth. That's awesome. I feel like that's your hashtag. Um, you know, I'm still an educator, but my classroom just looks different. So when you when you when you put that and you you tag that, just make sure you give me my <laughs> because I, that's that that's it. Um, let me say this. So you know, it's interesting. You're talking about educators. Um, I feel like at some point we're actually. Because again, it sounds like really we are failing our educators. If our educators have to, 99% of them are taking a second job because they're not making enough money. Um, And we know just even with um, COVID, how that affected the classrooms and a lot of teachers started leaving a lot of teachers were starting to look at entrepreneurship, but we still have to have teachers. So, you know, um, how do you balance out that passion? Yes, you're you're still teaching, but there was a reason you were teaching young kids. Um, It was something you wanted to do. Is there something that kind of um, pulls you back to say, oh, I wish I could be you know, doing this in some other capacity where I'm still serving that particular demographic? Absolutely. I believe you are definitely called to teach, just like, you know, you're normally called to any profession that you flock to. And um, teaching is still a passion of mine. And I hear it all the time, you know, Ty, that educator just does not go away from you. You're still an educator. And, um, you know, that's why even after I left the education field, you know, I still go back to my former schools, um, do career day, I volunteer, I read with the students and I help in the classroom because I understand. And it's not, it is for the students, but it's also for my fellow educators because I know that they need that support. And it especially means more when it comes from someone who understands. And um, 
So yes, we are really putting our teachers in a bind, you know, now because the pay and just the way teachers are treated. And a lot of people don't understand the background and what really goes on in the classroom and the things that the teachers have to do. It, it really is beyond a lot of people's comprehension. And so we need teachers and, you know, everyone won't get tugged and pulled away like I did. But at the end of the day, it's like I said, everyone has to follow their own path. I honestly believe that um, teaching just laid the foundation for what was greater for me. It was already written, it was already there. And you have some who, you know, teaching is written for them. And no matter the um, pay, you know, no matter all the extra work and time, you know, even though it's not fair, because a lot of people tug on those heartstrings of teachers, oh, do it for the children, you know, do it because you love the babies. But at the end of the day, they still have bills to pay. They still have their own children to feed. And so, but you have those educators who will stick and stay because it is definitely their calling and where they are meant to be. Well, with 130,000 plus individuals that have signed up under you, I would assume that you have a large population of teachers. Is that accurate? We, yes. <laughs> Our team is full of educators. And you know what? They say that educators make some of the best salespeople or business women and men as well, um, just because of their um, critical thinking skills and how we kind of like, okay, we got to know the nitty gritty of what's going on and pretty thorough with our business at times. So we do, we have a lot of educators and people from different walks of fields as well. Awesome. So talk to us a little bit about how you are managing a team <laughs> of over 130,000 individuals, one, and two, how do you continue to grow that? So I have to definitely say that I myself, I, there's no way I can manage, you know, a team of 130,000 people. And what a good leader does is a good leader um, makes other leaders. And so I have a team full of leaders who, you know, are either at the same level that I am. Um, you know, I have one team member who is actually one level above. You know, it's all about how you come in and you work your business and the passion that you put into your own individual sub teams. And so, you know, with that, I collaborate with a lot of the other leaders on my team. Um, a lot of them of the 130,000, 15,000 may be under their leg, you know. So they're able to manage their own team and, their, and have their own vision for what they want for their sub teams to look like. Um, all in all, we do understand that we all fall under the same umbrella because even before me, there's another umbrella that we all fall under. And so, you know, one of the things about our team is we absolutely collaborate very well. And I know that's hard to believe when you think about a company and a team that's made up mostly of women, but you know, we, we come in and we set the standards and we set the culture for our team and what we expect and you know it's just no nonsense so you know good leaders create other leaders and that's how you manage a team so large you know you make sure that you have eyes and hands that are there to be hands-on where you can't be absolutely um so let me ask you this how are you able to make sure that again you're keeping everyone um, their momentum going because that's a lot of women. <laughs> <laughs> um, you make 
asking that your team leaders are are in a position to lead the way that they need to right and that's very important momentum is important um want to continue is important and one of the ways that I you know I always say I can't motivate you I can only inspire you and so I do that through my continual growth and my continual success and my um the things that I do to that says hey you know yes we get weary yes you get tired and yes sometimes like with like even with your nine to five you downright sometimes want to quit because it's not always there and it's the same thing with the business and so the way that I try to keep my um team inspired is just to show them that, listen, I'm seven years in and I continue to break boundaries and knock doors down and grow. And that's how you let them know that, hey, you know, listen, if Ty can do it and if she can keep going and I know she has obstacles and struggles just like we do, then I can as well. And that's another thing. You have to be transparent with your struggles. Yes, I want them to see my successes and how I continue to grow and um, build and build my brand and, um, you know, everything else. But I also let them know my struggles. I let them know as well that over the seven years, everything has not been peaches and cream. You know, I've been in the valley, I've been in, a, in the lows of the highs and all that as well. So, you know, you keep that momentum going by continually checking in, making sure you're visible on the team because we have a team page as well. And so, you know, I'm there visible on the team page. I'm there to continue to offer information and assistance at any, you know, whenever they need it. So, you know, you do have to realize some, you know, one of the things we say is some will, some won't. So what? Someone's waiting. So, you know, you have to continue to just um, run with your runners and those who want it. And, you know, other ones, we're hoping that they would just continue to be inspired by the continual growth and success of others. You know, um, tell, talk to me a little bit about, um, so who's inspiring you? So, so I've, I've asked. <laughs> about how you're managing your team, but how are you staying inspired and motivated? We all know entrepreneurship is not easy. Right. Um, I think there has been a, a an untruth put out <laughs> that it is. Right. Um, and then you realize, you know, oh my goodness, these lows, they're they're really low. Um, and you know, the highs are great. How do you, how do you make sure, um, that you're balanced? How, how do you make sure that, you know, the people around you, they understand your struggles, you know, your family, um, talk, talk to us a little bit about that. You know, some of the things that keep me going, um, how does that saying go? If you're the smartest one in the room, um, you know, that's not where you need to be. Um, you know, I'm very, inspired and blessed to be around other um, business and boss women, you know, such as yourself, that I can grow and learn from. Because I don't always feel like, you know, well, I don't know everything. And I let my team know, I don't know everything. You know, everything is trial and error. I'm an educator. I'm not a business major. I'm not a marketing major. So everything I've learned, it's been through trial and error, or has been through my own research, you know, and steady learning my craft along the way. And so you have to continually surround yourself and make sure that you're doing it for the right reasons. It's not to, you know, oh, well, let me attach myself to this person because of what they can offer me, you know, or, or how I can be associated with them. And, you know, you don't want to do that. It has to be for the right reasons. It has to be truly because 
I want to learn and grow from this person. And so when you do that and you make a uh, an effort to make sure that you're not the smartest person in the room or at the table, then that's how you continue to be inspired. And, you know, as far as with it, when it comes to the family, you know, the thing about it, I tell my team, they have that question a lot. And they're just like, you know, my husband doesn't understand and I still have to do these things for the kids. And one of the things I learned early on in my business is to incorporate my family. I didn't isolate them. I didn't go and hide in my room and come work my business and shut them out. If I'm in here working my business and my son comes in here and it's like, hey, look at what mommy's doing. This is what I'm doing. And, you know, come do it with me. And so they grew up basically along with me in the business and so they it made them easy to understand the transition from mommy teacher um employer you know employee to now businesswoman and they see the difference and they understand it because they've come along this journey with me all right i think that's really good so tell us what's next for tyronica so you you mentioned that um you're you're pivoting a little uh i don't know if pivot is the right word but you're developing more of your brand so when we say you're developing your your brand who is tyronica so yes i mean with any partnership business owner you have to grow and um definitely you know my radiant styles jewelry is where it's at that's that's what my number one thing is that is my priority but you know you have to explore the things so you know i've been doing other things such as you know becoming a co-author that again inspires me that makes me want to explore more you know i've been hosting a lot of events and you know being able to have these interviews and podcasts and stuff. So it makes you want to explore and say, okay, what's next? What else to my brand can I do? And so that's where I am. I'm in the exploring phase. I'm in the phase of saying, okay, you know, Tyronica has built something for herself. What's next? And so to grow on, to attach to, you know, you want to have those several streams of income. You want to have those, you know, different ways of, um, of making sure that you're staying relevant. And so that's what I'm exploring now is just how I can continue to grow um, my brand and um, stay relevant. So what key items would you say to an entrepreneur, a woman entrepreneur, um, because this is women, wealth and entrepreneurship to, um, you know, those, those nuggets, what would you share with them? Let's, let's do three. Your, t- your top three. Got you. The thing for my team last year was clarity and focus. Um, I feel like a lot of people can't get to where they are because they don't have a clear vision of where it is they're trying to go. And so when you have a clear vision, because some of us get into business and we say, okay, we're a business owner. So now I'm supposed to go out here and sell and I'm supposed to, they go through the motion of business but they don't have a clear understanding of where is it I want this business to take me. And so when you have a clear understanding, it's easier to focus on where you're going to. And um, I wholeheartedly believe that that's where a lot of people sometimes where they lack that clear vision, um, you know, and, and the, the, t- the thing for my team this year is restoration and promise. Sometimes we forget what it was that we promised ourselves when we started our business. Why did you start? Was it to, you know, show your family and your children what it is to to be an entrepreneur? Did you do it so that you can book that dream vacation? And so get back to what you promised yourself and restore that 
in, in your business. That is what's going to kind of keep that fire going. That is what's going to make you um, continue to, to propel yourself. Because at the end of the day, like I said, I can't, I can't motivate you. You get motivated from the inspiration that you see from others. And so when you have that clear understanding, when you have goals that are truly there, you know, people get goals and all they do is write out the goals. Well, what I love to tell people is don't just write out your goals. Well, you have goal number one. Well, what are the steps? Give me an A, B, and C under that number one. What are the steps that you're going to take? to reach that goal. And that's what I mean by a clear understanding um, with a path and it clearly written out for you to make that happen and get there. Awesome. So you mentioned clarity, but you also mentioned focus. Talk mm-hmm. a bit about the focus portion. So many times we get distracted, you know, we see, um, you know, I always tell people don't compare my chapter 10 to your chapter one. It, it, it took, it was a journey there and it took time. And so you have to stay focused on the goal. It is okay. And absolutely you should clap for your sisters in business. You should uplift them and be proud and happy when they accomplish things that they work so hard for. But don't let that deter you from where you are. It's kind of like the tortoise and the hare, right? You got to keep the blinders up. The, the hare, you know, got off, folk unfocused, you know, was so worried about, oh, I got this and the tortoise just kept those blinders up and stayed with the eyes on the prize. So if you sit up there and you keep that eye on the prize of what's ahead of you and continuously work, you know, don't get, don't sit on the bench, stay in the game. And so you have to stay focused on what it is that you truly want. And that's how you win. I think that's hilarious. So, you know, I, I forgot about that story. <laughs> yes. But I, I think that's such a good story because <laughs> the message is the message. Um, you know, focus is very important. Um, I think in today's society, there are so many distractions. <laughs> so Absolutely. many. And if you're on social media and you're trying to make sure you're pushing your business, then of course you're, you're going to, you're going to be looking, you're going to see things, you're going to, it's going to pull your attention. Um, just the nature of where we are as a society. Um, it's a lot of distractions, period. Um, so it's very important that you stay focused. Um, is there a time where you can just shut everything out and shut everybody out so that you are ensuring that you're reaching your goals and that you're staying focused. You know, one thing that um, we as entrepreneurs and especially women and moms and wives, we don't always take that time out for ourselves. And you know, you're gonna probably laugh at this, but I, every night before I go to bed, what winds me down is I have this coloring app on my phone. And I literally sit there and I color two to three pages because every day it comes out with new pages to color. And I literally color two to three pages every night. I'm telling you, that (laughs) decompresses me. It makes me just for those two to three pages. It makes me not think about anything else. I don't worry about did I do all my emails? Did I do all my calls today? Did I sell enough jewelry? Did I reach my goals? Yes, those things are important. But for that moment, I don't want to think about that. And so 
I would just say that, you know, you have to find something that is yours. That is just, even if it's 10 to 15 minutes a day where you do totally nothing and it's okay. It is so okay to do and not feel guilty about it. Do not beat yourself over the head about it and take that time. It's really important to do so. You know, it's so funny because I think as mompreneurs, um, we end up, that's our, our time is nighttime <laughs> because everybody's sleep and it's finally like, I can breathe. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Absolutely. there's a the silence there. There's that time where you can, and, and, and it kind of leads to you staying up a little bit longer than you probably should, <laughs> but um, it is. I just know so many women, that's just their time. It's their time. Like, you know, for me, I love to watch comedy. I actually, I love to laugh. People around me, they'll tell you. <laughs> well, I mean, I I can't help it. Um, So, you know, I, I'm a Frasier Crane kind of person. Everybody don't like Frasier, but I love Frasier. <laughs> so whatever your area is, I say go for it so you can wind down because as entrepreneurs, there is a creativity bug. <laughs> um, and sometimes you don't know how to shut it off. <laughs> and you will end up basically thinking about things that you can do, what you should have done is a great idea to the point where you're like, wait a minute, I got to step away. I need to make sure I can just stop the wheels from turning for at least a couple of hours so I can actually rest. Yeah. Um, so I, I love the idea of the coloring book. I, I, I just love that. Okay. <laughs> you need to create your own girl. I like that. Oh my God. It's not a bad idea. It is so decompressing. I'm telling you, you should try it. <laughs> So this is women wealth and entrepreneurship. So we've talked about women, um, kind of. Uh, we've talked about entrepreneurship. You went into entrepreneurship to supplement income, um, which goes into the wealth phase. But wealth is more than just um, additional income. Wealth is a little bit more because wealth literally goes beyond just you. Typically, it's something that pa you pass on to your family. Your family can benefit. It's a legacy that um, you leave. I'm really, um, I, I like to make sure that we state this as many times as possible. But what I find with uh, more minority families, and, and that has changed over the years, and you still have a select few is we end up starting our children from the beginning. Mm. Um, I, I really like to make sure that when we're talking about entrepreneurship and we're talking about wealth, that we're creating something where your kid doesn't have to start at the same line that you started at. <laughs> um, so how are you making that happen for your family? That is, that is absolutely true and very important. And one of the things that I can say that if I feel like has been the most successful with me along this journey, it's my boys seeing it and how seeing how their mindset and has shifted. You know, I have a son who's about to be 22 and I have a 16 year old and my oldest son, um, just from seeing what we do now and the entrepreneurship and ownership, you know, he started his own clothing line at 18. He asked for 
um, us to incorporate his business for his 18th birthday. That was his gift he asked for. And so it's the mind change. And that's why I said it's so important that as you're going along this journey in your business, don't shield your children from it. I know it's easier. Sometimes you need that quiet space. You want to just like, don't like, mommy's working, daddy's working, go back in there. No, let them come in here and let them go along the journey. So that way they can begin to understand what entrepreneurship looks like, what it means to be the CEO, you know? And so when it does come for their time and that wealth is ready to pass along, they are not starting at the bottom. They are not starting at the beginning like you because you brought them along. They understand, they've learned, they've listened along the way. So you'll be amazed at what they've learned. <clears throat> the good thing about, you know, um, the business that I'm in, I am able to pass that along to my children. And so, I absolutely love that because again, you know, when I'm, you know, when I'm gone, they have the business from where it is today. And so they're able to, yeah, they're able to start right there. And it's also educating your children. You know, it came up in my Facebook stories, I think yesterday where I bought my then 15 year old, a, a, a book for stock market for children. I bought him a book about savings for children. So that's important. One of the things, I guess that's a background educator in me when my son was younger, I always made sure when he goes to the library, I said, get a fiction book and one nonfiction book. Education is so important in what they're learning. So when it comes to wealth and passing that along, because the ultimate goal is always right for our children to do better than we did for them, for the next generation to be more educated and be more successful. And so you have to make sure that you're setting the boundaries and the groundwork and, and to where they easily flow into that, you know, and that's something that we have to learn to know that it's okay to do. It's not spoiling our kids. It's not giving them that silver spoon. It's giving them the opportunity to start off with success which they will know and, and be able to understand because they've seen you along the journey. Absolutely. Um, I, I love the idea of making sure they understand how money works. Um, yes. <laughs> uh, because I really think um, just based off statistics, um, it's not an issue of having access sometimes. It's an issue of management. <laughs> so- being able to, once you have acquired, to be able to manage what you have so that it not just, um, you're able to keep it, but you're actually able to grow it. So in, in, in positioning them to even take over your business, if that is something that they're interested in, they got to still be able to know how to manage that. Um, whatever you leave in them, they got to be able to know how to manage that. Um, and, and I think that's important for some reason. I don't know why, um, we as a culture, um, have, have seen that as spoiling sometimes, um, mm -hmm. because other cultures don't have that challenge. <laughs> no. No. Um, so, so that, that is a shift that is happening. Um, and I'm glad that it is happening, but, you know, entrepreneurship, women, wealth, you, and you just have to make sure that you're doing everything that you can, not just to earn the funds that you have now, but to make sure you're putting your legacy in place. So if we were to ask what, what is Tyrone? Cause I know you're still building, but if, if, if you, if today, 
what would you say your legacy is? Wow, <laughs> that's a good question. Um, I would just hope that my legacy is something to let other people know that it doesn't matter where you are in life. It doesn't matter where your background is. You know, I'm from Mississippi and um, living now in Georgia, just a Southern girl. And it does not matter what you thought your destiny would be. My, I want my legacy to be that to let other people know that if I can do it, you know, anyone can do it. And I want them to know that there's possibility as long as you work hard, believe in it. And that's the main important thing. Have the mindset to believe in what you're doing. Don't worry about the naysayers and just persevere through it all. So I would hope that, you know, that I'm known for that. I'm known for someone who just didn't come from that quote unquote silver spoon, you know, and, and made a way from, for myself and my family. So, and um, that's, that's what I believe my legacy would be. Awesome. I have one more, I believe one more. <laughs> um, there has been a little bit, um, and the, the structure of the way your business is set up, um, because there has been such an uptick with women, and now I want to focus just a tad bit on women, with them and dealing with, um, I guess, balancing with the COVID, the entrepreneurship, the, the home, there, you've seen a little bit more as it relates to mental health issues are concerned. Um, I can say personally, I've never seen um, so many conversations as it relates to mental health than I've ever, I, I've just never seen it. Um, but we do realize now that there is, um, it exists. There's, there, there are things that we need to do to make sure that um, you're, you're, you're mentally okay and you're mentally well to deal with one being an entrepreneur. Um, how have you and your team and your company been able to own in on making sure that these women are okay mentally? Wow, that's a great question. And you, you're right about that. So much um, mental awareness um, is being brought to the forefront, you know, especially with social media and people also letting you know that it's okay. You know, it's okay to say, I need that help. It's okay to um, take a break, step back. I tell my team all the time, it's okay to fall um, back. Don't fall off, fall back but don't fall off. You still have a business to run. And so one of the things we do on my team is sometimes, you know, I just come in and do a Q&A on the team page. It, it, it's nothing to necessarily have to do with what I want to tell you how to run your business and what to do. What do you want to talk about? What is it that you're feeling today? Or what is it that about the company and the business that you have concerns about? Um, I don't know necessarily if the company as a whole stresses on mental um, awareness and health, but our company does do a lot of initiatives, such as last month, our initiative was called um, um, the possibilities of the company. And what they stressed was getting out there and doing something to help others, you know, because we all know that if we're doing something that that's a good gesture, if we're doing something to go in, even if it's something like, you know, going and volunteering 
um, somewhere, helping someone with something that helps us. And that can be a release for others too, because we do tend to flock to when it comes to charity and helping, we tend to flock to those things that means the bet, the most to us. And so that is a release for you as well. So I definitely think that that is something that should continue to be discussed, especially among women. That's a really great idea to make sure that in your in your company, it's okay to openly discuss that. Sometimes people, you know, just don't know what to discuss or say because they try to keep everything so professional. But I do know that the culture of my team, necessarily with my team, is to to know that um, you are seen, you are heard. Um, you know, I do little things for my team. I'll send them little happies in the mail, things like that, just to say you're seen, you're heard, um, continue to do well. And that matters as well. So mental awareness is much needed. I actually had this conversation with my cousin last night. That's why I'm kind of like, whoa, you know, because I just had this conversation last night, you know, and we as women have to continue to share our truths. And I think that's why it is so well um at the forefront, you know, we see it so much because women are starting to tell their truths and they're starting to be able to know that this is what I need. And, and they're taking that and they're taking that opportunity to, to get what they need, you know, no matter what. And that's necessary. That's good. Um, I, I will say this. Um, so I know we have been in conversation and I know during the pandemic, we partner with actual counselors. Um, so they were able to offer opportunity where people to, because, you know, everybody may not want to share in a public space because mm -hmm. in dealing with anything with mental health, because it is real, um, and because it entrepreneurship, because we've glamorized it so much, I think to a fault that when people get in it, they're like, whoa. <laughs> um, right. one, and, and that is why, you know, we also included our, um, and you covered, I know we talked about mindset before in another setting, but that's why we started to include it in our cohort, because we had to give you real honest truth about it's not easy, but, you know, having a support system and talking to a professional is okay. <laughs> um, and, and forming those partnerships with those professionals from your organization and company is very important um, because you you can't take on everything. Um, you know, we're we're not pastors, although some are. Um, you know, we're not counselors. Um, right. although we can listen. We may not be equipped with the tool and that skill set to make sure that person has what they need. Right. Um, so, so you know, um, I think there is opportunity for definitely more. I think it's something that um, it will grow, um, as especially with a lot of companies because they realize now that it just has to be done. It has to right. be. Done. You got to have mental wellness. Um, in order to make sure your employee, your team partner, your um, your member is okay. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's really good. So uh, what do you want to leave the audience with? Um, let me back up. You mentioned you had men on your team. How, how do you balance that? Is there ever an issue with, um, how, how do you talk, talk to us about the men? <laughs> you know, because we 
the men are out there as well. Are they do they do things a little bit different? Are they online? Are they are they doing like how, how did the how did the men show up? <laughs> as it's so funny. Um, one of the last um team members that I signed up recently was actually a is a male consultant and the men listen the men love it um they have we have men's jewelry and so they're able to wear the men's jewelry um and then they go live listen they go live and and share the jewelry and and sell it just like the women do but the men also have this amazing um bond you know they have their own groups as well where they just kind of say hey it's we're the men of of here and and they um, get together whenever we go on our company trips and um, business trips and stuff they have their own time where they go and so that's important for them because I always make sure that when a male consultant signs up I make sure I put him into contact with the other guys as well and they find ways to incorporate their own thing you know we have this thing where we wear the jewelry on Sunday and we like to call it sassy Sunday where one of them comes in and say listen I'm not sassy but this is suave Sunday so I'm like okay <laughs> and so they have to listen this they have to understand when they come in as a man you have to this is where you come in and understand what you're doing right that's just like saying I may not eat you know KFC but it's still a business I'm going to come in and get and franchise one. And so it's the same thing. They understand the concept. They understand it's a business and what they're here to do. They know that, you know, it's something that they can do and it's it's successful. And so they want a piece of the pie too. And so, honey, we let them have it. <laughs> That's really good. So in looking, and, and I know um, how, what statistics show. So in your particular industry, do the men rank as high as the women or they haven't gotten to that point yet? <laughs> oh, yes. Yes. We actually have men who are of what we call elite status in the company. And um, I remember when we had our first male elite and one of the um, gifts that you get, you receive this um, swastika, you know, those that necklace and with the crystals and everything. And so people were asking, you know, well, what are you going to give him? He doesn't, he may not want them. And he said, oh, I want my necklace. It's a trophy. He said, I want my necklace because it shows what I've achieved in the company, just like everyone else, you know, and another one of the awards that we get for selling the jewelry, we get a, um, a diamond tiara and they, they, they love it. They use it as props, even when they take their pictures, Again, they understand the business that they're in. So they absolutely do rank high in the business and they receive some of the same awards, you know, that we do as well. So I, they absolutely are there for it. That, that, that is really, <laughs> that, that's a great story. That's interesting. <laughs> I never knew. Okay, wow. So Tyronica, tell us what you want to leave with us today. Um, you know, wrap it up, wrap it up for us. Tell us, tell us what we don't know um, about Tyronica and, and some nuggets that you want to leave the audience. In addition to that, make sure you let us know how to follow you. Uh, absolutely. Um, you know, something you may not know about me, which I tell Aria all the time is, you know, I'm such an introvert and I have had to learn how to break out of myself, of my own bonds and break down the walls that I was holding up for myself um, when it came to business. You know, before starting this business, you know, I was a teacher. My entertainment 
I entertained six and seven year olds all day. That was my comfortability level. And so when I go out, you know, I'm that I'm that person where uh, you got to feel me out. You're like, okay, is she okay? Is she not okay? And once we get to know each other, honey, you can't shut me up. <laughs> but you know, the business really helped break that though that bond for me. And that's what I want to leave with women today is break down those boundaries that you're setting up for yourself. Because at the end of the day, what we don't realize is no one else is holding us back but ourselves. You know, we can come up and say it's our children. We can say it's our husband. But listen, we're women. If there's something we want, we know how to go and make things happen. So you have to have that strength and that that grit and that you have to want it bad enough. Because if you want it bad enough, there's nothing that's going to stop you from making it happen. We know how to tear these walls down. We know how to create a new path when the old one ain't, ain't going right. And that's what I want you to know is that it's possible. If you can think it, if you can formulate the concept, then you already have begun. It's already been granted to you. And stop allowing other people to tell you what you can and can't do. God gave you that vision. God gave you that plan. So no, everyone else is not going to understand it, but you do, you know? And so um, I want us to also stop saying, you know, what well, I'm gonna wait for, you know, when it's being said for me, listen, it's already been given. If the vision has already been given to you, you've already been granted permission to go. And so that's what I have. And, you know, I, I just want to continue to see women to get out there, perform, do what we do because we are amazing and we can do so much. Um, you can definitely follow and find me on Facebook. Um, my Facebook page is Tyronica Stanford Carter or Tyronica S. Carter. If you see both of them, they're both me. Um, you can also find me on Facebook, Radiant Styles Jewelry. That's who I am. Instagram, I'm Ty Carter 01. I'm also on YouTube, Tyronica Carter. You can find me there as well. My website, if you'd like to um, get my book, you know, it's called Six Figures and Beyond. It is a book that is compiled with um, top network marketers in the industry. I'm honored to be um, a part of that. And you can find my book. I send signed copies to um, to you at tyronicacarter.com. If you also want to check out this jewelry, honey, that we talk about to see how you can get that and be fashionable at an affordable price, you can find that at Radiant Styles Jewelry, the number two.com. Awesome. <laughs> well, again, this has been another episode of Women Wealth and Entrepreneurship. Thank you, Tyronica Carter, for joining us today. Again, thank you, audience, for listening. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Women, Wealth, and Entrepreneurship. Again, I am your host, Ariel Shaw, founder and president of Southern Crescent Women in Business. Find us at www scwibga.org. Again, thank you to our sponsors, the Alzheimer's Services Center of Morrow, Georgia, Extreme Fun on Wheels, Sherry DeVos-Denard State Farm, Tyronica Carter of Radiant Styles, Kim Mays of State Farm Insurance, and Page Testing Solutions. Thank you for joining us.